0: on local now channel
1: 525. say. say. Let me ask you, what is your safe place? Where is that place? Is it Christ? Well, if it's not, it should be. We invite you to join us today here on Way of Grace as Pastor Jesse Gastan continues his journey through Genesis chapter 3 and 4. Our series called Rise, Move, and Go, we are looking at a message he's entitled Overcoming the Focus Trap, that challenge where we find ourselves focusing on anything and everything but Christ. Here's Pastor Jesse as we begin today's broadcast of Way of Grace.
0: If you can actually get advice out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, some folks that know a little bit more than you, some folks down the line, people you can trust, because you can't trust everybody today. you got to find somebody you can trust. You don't want, you know, shenanigans. You don't want crooks. You don't want, you know, ruffians. You don't want liars counseling because they'll they'll jack you up. You might as well still be talking to the snake. You get people who fear God, hate covetousness, and love truth. You want people with integrity to tell you the truth, even if it hurts. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Remember I told you the reason why Esha, that is the woman, couldn't defeat Satan when she mounted an attack with him uh, uh, by the word of God. She said, don't eat of it, don't even touch it. It's because she was by herself and it's out of the mouth of two or three witnesses where the word is established. That's why Jesus sends them out two by two. And that's why he told the Jews, I'm not by myself. My daddy is with me. He's the one bearing witness of the words. Not only my father, but John the Baptist, not only John the Baptist, who said, behold, the lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. He's here now. He's the one that's fulfilling all scripture. But the Holy Ghost as well was the witness of Jesus. This is why he could say, who of you can convince me of sin? I'm not coming by myself, I'm not coming for myself, and I'm not coming with myself. I don't need salvation, I'm here to save y'all. And you dare rise up and say something about what I'm doing as if God is not with me. Who has ever done what Jesus had done if God wasn't with him? Am I making some sense? Right, so the problem with Eve and Cain is the problem with a lot of us when we let the devil separate us from God. In our pride, we won't seek counsel. Y'all got that. In our pride, we won't seek counsel. Let me go on because I want to make sure I drive home my fourth point. Uh, Third point, rather. Um, Fourth point. Notice what it says. Not only did they not seek God's resources, they ignored the God that was there. They ignored the present. Listen to me, children of God. Listen, God is always present. I don't care where you are living, what your condition is. I don't care how dark the place is. I don't care what pit you are in. God is present. David made it plain. If I make my bed in hell, you're there. If I make my, uh, establish myself in the heavens, God, you're there too. There's no place where the workers of iniquity can hide where God is not. That's a good thing for you and me. See, when you're in your darkest, darkest, most diabolical, most desperate situation where nobody can be heard of you. Because there are places where no one will ever hear you. God will always be able to hear you. Am I making some sense? He ran Hagar and her son Ishmael off. And that girl gets way out in the wilderness, about to drink her last drop of water, gave it to her son, put him under the tree, and she started walking because she knew both her and him was going to die. And she started crying out in her soul. And Jehovah said, hey, God, hey, God, I hear you, girl. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Ain't nothing going to happen to you. Listen to me right around the corner, right around the corner from this trial you're going through is going to be a well of water for you and that boy to drink. And I'm here to tell you, he's going to be a great nation, a strong nation, a mighty nation. Don't you get wrapped up in what you see. Get wrapped up in the God that sees it all and sees it for real. Am I making some sense? Now, I love Jehovah Shammah. He's the God that's there. He's just there. Now, we can ignore him to our own peril, but he's there. Am I making some sense? I love the way our elder opened it up. I'm telling you to arise, move, and go. Get out of these crazy situations. And and David said to the Lord, Lord, you need to arise, move, and go, and come help me. Boy, that's a relationship with God, isn't it? Lord, hurry up and come and help me. And God will answer that prayer. He will answer that prayer. Lord, hurry up and come help me. Make haste, oh Lord, because I'm sinking. I'm sinking. What a God. Amen. Here's another one that you need to know. They both rejected the presence of God and, and rejected the concept of humility. And the firstborn Cain rejected learning and submitting to the second-born Abel. The firstborn Cain rejected learning and submitting from the second-born Abel. This is your paradigm. This is the old covenant, new covenant. The Old Testament is pointing to Christ. Christ is the second Adam. Christ is the one that gets it right. The first Adam gets it wrong. And God is gracious enough to let both of them coexist together. And if the first Adam, the oldest brother, would just say, you know, Lord, I know I'm firstborn. I know I'm supposed to be the one carrying the birthright torch, but it appears like LeBra really understood the lesson. So I'm going to pay attention to him no matter that I am in first place. Had he done that, he would have been all right. But the paradigm is the flesh will always persecute the spirit. The old man will always persecute the new man. But the decree of God to you is sin shall have no dominion over you. You are not under the law. You are under grace. The new man is called to subdue and put under control that old man so that he does not rule. Am I making sense? That's exactly what God said when he said to Cain, came. that old man, that sinful nature. Is lying at the door. Are y'all hearing me? He's lying at the door. God has said to Cain, Cain. He's crouched. Literally in the Hebrew. That's Genesis 49 or so. Crouched like a lion. But the word goes deeper because I want to teach you. He's not only crouched there waiting in the field. You know how they do, right? Ears are down, head tucked, and they're looking through the weeds. Listen to me. They can stay there all day and all night. The Hebrew word also means to rest. Do you know what that means? A predator ain't going nowhere because he's not depending on himself. He's depending on you to make the wrong move. And as soon as you do, he launches he'll sit there as long as he needs to until you get stupid enough to open the door. You hear it? He's just waiting. What that, please hear me. What that means is if you never open the door, he can never come in. It's always us that opens the door to the temptation. He's crouched because he's going to launch. And I mean, he's going to launch with power. And if you are out of sorts, if you're out of position, he going to get you, knock you down. You done. You understand that? Call it a rap. It's a good thing that you're a Christian because he may kill you, but you go into glory. We'd much rather you live, though. We'd much rather you live to tell somebody, don't go this way because he bit my leg off. See, God might let you, just let you live after he bites your leg off. you walking around limping. He might take an eye out. Now you're walking around without an eye. Now you got to tell people, I'm still saved. I don't look good, but I'm still saved. He'll take a shoulder from you. Now you got to tell people, don't play with God. Because people are playing with God every day. Playing with God every day. They both were led astray. They both were led astray. I want to make sure you get these points before I close out. Please understand Eve was gone. She was wrapped up in a postmodern fantasy that was whoop dooed by the devil, right? He loves to distract, distort, delude, deceive, and destroy. They're called the five D's of the devil. You might as well write them down. When he distracts you, you're off the target, And when he distracts you, now he's going to lie to you and cause you to have a distorted view of reality. That distortion of reality, God did not really say you would die, but you would actually be like God knowing good. If that's not a distortion, I don't know what it is. And that distortion, if it's framed right, is going to be a delusion for you because you will have already been open to something else other than God. Remember what I told you? You don't have a conversation with the devil. You're not going to save the devil. You don't have a dialogue with demons. You can't save demons and you can't send them to hell. Your job is to declare what God's word says and let God's word do all of the dividing. Didn't Jesus teach us that? It is written. You don't have a conversation with the devil. Here's the other way in which we know that both Eve and Cain have become like the devil. You'll notice in Genesis chapter 3, the early portions of, you don't have to go there. I told you, the devil was doing all the talking. And then Eve dialogue with him. And when God came, God didn't come to the devil or Eve. He came to Adam. Because with God, order is important. This is why all this out of order stuff going on in the church in the world is confusion. By God's grace, you'll never find it here. By God's grace, because the moment that we buy into confusion, we can know that God's not here. So God comes to the head to ask him what went down. And the head starts talking back to God. Now I want to show you something. Are you ready? God and Adam had a dialogue. These two men, the devil never talked to. The devil didn't want to have a conversation with God because he knew what God said. The devil didn't want to have a conversation with Adam because he knew Adam knew what God said. The only person that the devil wanted to talk to was Eve. And he found out that she was quick to twist the scriptures. If you add to my word, I'll add to you the plagues written herein. You take from my word, I'll take from you the right of the tree of life. She was out of pocket because she wasn't with her. Listen, she made the same mistake that Cain made. How come she didn't go to Adam? And say, Adam, I got a predicament. How come she didn't go to God? Say, God, I got a predicament. He would have said, go to Adam. How come Cain didn't go to daddy? Daddy, what's this thing about my conscience bothering me? Because I'm offering what I think are the best things. How come he didn't go to daddy? See, when you don't want to do right, you won't go to good counsel. How come he didn't go to Libra? Libra was there. Libra loved Big Bro. Jesus loves the first Adam. Jesus loves Big Bro. Jesus loves humanity. The last Adam loves the first Adam. I wouldn't be saved if it wasn't that case. If, if it weren't the case, you wouldn't be saved. The last, the first Adam is the son of God. Read the last line in Luke 3 of the genealogy. And Adam was a son of God. But that son of God needed the real son of God to save him from his sin. And we are sons and daughters of God. And we need God's only begotten son to save us from our sin. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? They separated. That's Proverbs 18:1. Proverbs 18.1. Listen to it. I've taught you this years ago. Through lust, a man having what? That's what that word desired me. Please hear me. I'm going to keep you for a few more minutes. I'm running y'all out of here. Because I got a party to go to with a sister that's going to be 19 years old. We're going to eat some good food and have a great time. I'm running y'all out of here. Your pastor likes to party. Um, Through lust, we will be separated from God. Every man is drawn away by his own lust when he's enticed. And one of the ways you can know you in a wrong way is you really sense space between you and God. Am I making some sense? Now, God's there, but he's not because your lust is building a wall between you and God. Through desire, man separates himself and he seeks and intermeddles with all what? Now he doesn't want the wisdom of God. He wants the wisdom of the world. So this is why you see people going here and there, doing this and that, and wrapped up in all kind of other stuff. Please hear me. When men are running to and fro, seeking every other doctrine in the world, they have never seen the glory of God in Christ. When Christ reveals his glory to you, there is no other glory. His glory is excellent par excellence, none like him. And once you find Christ, you have found it all. It's the man that dug the earth and found a great treasure, sold everything he had and bought it for himself. Christ is the perfection of God. He's the end of the law for righteousness He is the glory of the invisible God. He's the wisdom. He's the redemption. He's the righteousness of God. He's the power of God. We believe that, don't we? That's why I don't need to go anywhere else. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And when you meet people trying to go here and go there, they haven't met him in his glory. They have met him in the reputation that comes from somebody else. But like Job says, I've heard of you with the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes have seen you. They put him in the dust. The glory of God will do that when it touches your heart. Now, only God can do that. I'm almost done. You can come to church forever and a day. But until God touches your heart and illuminates it and shows you that Jesus is the perfection that you need, you're not going to be persuaded to walk with him. You're going to be searching tarot cards and Ouija boards and astrological signs and all of this other BS that's filled with propaganda and lies and, and crap. You're going to be going down rabbit holes. I'm I making Simpson. Every way, every way. And I'm praying that today somebody comes to understand the mercy of God in the person of Christ who hunts us down. And persuades us that he's enough. Here's the other thing. I told you they were both deluded. You know fantasy is fun. Until it's not. Did you know that? And our world loves fun, fun, fun. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Our world loves fun, fun, fun. And it's fun when you're falling. Until you hit the ground. In fact, while you're falling, you can lie and say you're flying. Not only flying, you're sorry. And you can get a bunch of people to lie with you because everybody is wrapped up in buying your lie today. I'm a man when I'm not. I'm a woman when I'm not. Are you hearing me? And people too scared to own the truth. Too scared to own the truth. If you love people, you got to tell them the truth. You can't let somebody be falling, about to smash themselves into smithereens, and you say, yeah, honey, you look like you flying to me. No, you making a B-dash to hell. That's what's happening. You don't let, see, this is where our, our culture is. See, tolerance started this crap about 50 years ago. Be tolerant, be tolerant, be tolerant. See, Eve was tolerant with the snake. See what this look we all jacked up because our mama was tolerant with the snake. Are we jacked up with what? What can what Isha and Cain had in common too, they both killed the secondborn. They both killed him. Do you know that for her to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was to put Christ on the cross? Did y'all get that? Did you get it? For them to reject a straight shot at the tree of life means that they killed Jesus. That's why when the father came to Adam, he came with a coat all ready to go. Because before they sinned, he slew the sacrifice knowing that they would sin, which meant they were the ones who put him on the cross. You and I put Jesus on the cross. We're part of the firstborn that killed the secondborn. Am I making some sense? And that's why Cain is a model and a recapitulation because he kills the second born. Hebrews chapter eleven four. 4. Listen to it. We're almost done. Thank you for your patience. It's how you learn something about God when you come to church. Man, that was a great message. What did he say? I don't know. <laughs> that's where most people are today because most preaching is entertainment. You don't get your mind challenged. You don't get your heart cleansed. You don't get your soul calibrated. And that is true worship. When you go from here, away from here, you sense you've been in the presence of God. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. The first thing is the subject is Abel. The object is God. The qualitative nature of the subject's act was a more excellent sacrifice. And it was more excellent because it pointed to him who is the excellent sacrifice. Is that true? Not only that, I must close here with this. Abel becomes the first martyr pointing to all martyrs that leads to the great martyr, Jesus the Christ. By which he obtained his, his sacrifice was more excellent than Cain's by which he obtained witness that he was what? Please hear me. Was, was Abel righteous? Was he righteous because of his own works? He was righteous because he offered to God something that God had respect for. God has respect for his own son. He has respect for the sufferings of Christ, the death of Christ, the resurrection of Christ, the life of Christ, the incarnation of Christ. Does he not? And the father looked at the works of Christ that was represented in the sacrifice. And he said to Abel, that righteousness is yours. You are just as righteous in my eyes as that sacrifice you brought. Now we can say we are what we bring. Because when we bring God Christ, we're bringing God ourselves. And God accepts us only for Christ's sake. Now, accepting us in Christ does not mean you're going to have a great life in this world. Cain and Abel were in the field. The field is the world. In the world, you're going to have tribulation. Even your own brother going to hate you and in many cases kill you. But don't be afraid I have overcome the world. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And the one that's alive and believing on me will never see death. I am the resurrection and the life. And God has placed in our heart a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That's the message we get out of the text. Cain should have arose, moved and went. And I don't know what you're going through right now, but I promise you there's a situation in your life where you need to be rising up and moving and getting away from the scene of the crime so that that snake doesn't wrap you up, bite you, delude you, and send you to hell. We pray that doesn't happen to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
1: Well, you are listening to Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Stand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. Closing out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know how the program encourages you in your walk with Christ. Questions, comments, prayer requests are always welcome. You can either write to us, give us a call, or stop by our website and drop us an email. Now, the best place to go, of course, is the website. Not only will you be able to write to us via email, you'll be able to get more information about who we are, what we believe, worship times, how to get here grace-bible.com is our website. Again, that's grace-bible.com. If you wish to give us a call, the number is 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. If you're writing to us, our address is 22768 Main Street. That's 22768 Main Street. Here in Hayward, The zip code, 94541. That's 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California, 94541. One final note as we close out our time today. This program is listener-supported. If you wish to partner with us, we would be more than grateful. This broadcast airs throughout the Bay Area, as well as online, impacting thousands for the sake of Christ. And that is our hope and our goal. If you'd like to partner with us along those lines, feel free to write or give us a call. No gift is too large, no gift too small, whether a one-time gift or a monthly support. You're more than welcome to reach out. We would love to partner with you as we minister the gospel of Jesus to the Bay Area and the World Wide Web. Thank you for spending time with us today. Until next time, may Christ be your way of grace. I don't care what they might say. We love Jesus anyway. I don't care what they might say. We love Jesus anyway.